Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about delivering at every part of your song. So I'm sure you've had a circumstance, as I have, where, you know, you're listening to a song and you're like, oh, this is okay. Okay. I like this. And then the chorus comes and you're like, really? Or, um, I remember, I I don't know if I would like any of it now, but I remember back in the day. Me and my friends would laugh about how every time 21 Guns came on by Green Day, you'd be like, oh, okay, this this isn't bad during the verses. And then the chorus would come and we're like, oh, no, it's this song. And, um, and, and then sometimes there are times, right, where the intro is super awesome and then after that it's disappointing. Like, to me, the epitome of this and... Uh, I don't care. This is probably blasphemous to to say to some in the music community, but Crazy Train. It has a sweet intro, but the second Ozzy starts singing, I'm done. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Like, it's fine, but like, the intro's sweet. And then it's just disappointing after that to me. But regardless of whether you agree with those two examples I gave or not, I'm sure you've had a situation where there's a song... And there comes a point that you're just kind of like, eh, disappointed. Whether it be a bridge or, in my opinion, one of the most common places to experience this, even if it's a little more subtle, uh, the second verse. Um, it seems to be common for a second verse to be just kind of disappointing. Um, and I think there are some reasons for that, which we'll get into a little bit. And the idea here is we don't want that to happen with our songs. Uh, We want to deliver at every single point. We want the intro to come in and people be like, oh, okay. And then to hear that first lyric and be like, oh, okay. And and then, you know, the chorus come and they're like, oh, okay. Like, like just at every stage, you have to make sure that you're not disappointing. And that may sound obvious, um, but sometimes I think it's easy to get into the stage of like, well... I have verses and I have choruses and then there's a bridge. And if you're not intentional about it with your arranging and with some other things and your lyrics and everything, it's very easy to have a part where you're not delivering. So you got to you got to make sure to deliver in the intro, deliver in that first line and then in the entire first verse, deliver in the choruses, not just the first chorus but all of the choruses. Deliver in the second verse. Don't just repeat the, you know, make it be like a worse version of the first verse. You got to deliver at the end. So you don't want the ending to be be disappointing and there's course several ways to do this several attitudes to take towards it um and the first thing i want to talk about is delivering lyrically so this one is is probably the most common with the second verse there are so many times that it feels like 
the first and second verse are kind of like first and second string uh, on a sports team. You know, the first string is the starter. The first string is the better player. And the second string is the guy who is good enough to be on the team, but he's not good enough to be the starter. You know, and then, of course, you have third stringers, too, depending on sport and stuff. But um, the idea here being the second verse shouldn't be the lesser of your two verses. You shouldn't say, well, I'll open with my better verse. And then this second verse kind of just holds the fort. Because I know after a chorus, after the first chorus, I need to have another verse. So here's just the lesser of the verses. That should absolutely not be your attitude. And I understand, um, I've talked before about this, but I honestly think the second verse is the hardest part of a song to write. Um, Because often the, the, the verse and the chorus, the first verse and the chorus are often two of the first parts to um, come around, first parts that, that you write. And then often, you know, all your choruses, lyrically at least, are the same or extremely similar. Um, I do sometimes like to actually change the chorus lyrics up. Uh, it's a good, nice way to change things up. But uh, a lot of the time, and maybe even most of the time, once you have a chorus written, you have your chorus. And then the first verse doesn't have any rules, right? Like it needs to be in the key of everything else. But, um, you know, as far as melody and syllables and stuff, you're totally open-ended. But the second verse, you're constrained because it has to, you know, sort of match the first verse, um, but with different lyrics. So I understand why sometimes the second verse just feels like that weaker thrown together first verse. But that's not what we want to do. We want to make sure to just to make sure that the second verse delivers just like the first one did. And you can't just have a clever lyric here or there in your song. You know, like I, I've heard of something called, I forget what it was called, but we'll call it the tattoo concept. And that's the idea that all of your songs should have one, at least one lyric that people can could get tattooed on themselves and you'd be like yep that seems like a thing they would do and I totally agree with that but at the same time we don't want to just have one we don't just want to have one highlight we want to deliver over and over and over again we don't want there to be up there was the lyric of the song and then the rest to be just there we want to deliver we want to keep delivering every time they think oh that was the best part we want to say nope no it wasn't here's something even better or here's something just as good but different and a great way to deliver lyrically is to continue leveling up your lyrics and you do this iteratively so I've talked about this before as well, but um, the idea of iteration being, um, it's in a lot of things, but I mostly derive it from um, an iteration in software development, as by day I am a software developer. And the idea is that you sort of just incrementally make it better. Your goal isn't, we're going to take this thing, and then we're going to have it totally fixed and perfect in two weeks. 
No, it's that we're going to take this thing and we're going to deliver something that makes it better in the next two weeks or next week or whatever it is. So something I'll often do is I'll go over my lyrics and be like, how can I make one word better? How can I make one combination of words better? How can I make one entire line better? Maybe is sometimes it will be a whole verse. How do I make a whole verse better? But honestly, I consider it a pretty good day when I can sit down and if there's one little wonky part of a verse lyric or something, if I can fix that one thing and make it better, maybe it's not where I want it to be or where it needs to be, but if I can just make it that little bit better, that's a victory. So getting in the habit of sort of iterating over, so you know, looking over and, and figuring out any place where you can kind of just upgrade one part, one word um, of your song, to get in the habit of doing that, not just being like, well, my lyrics are done. Like, well, okay, but can we make it a little bit better? Bit by bit, piece by piece. So we don't want thrown together lyrics. We want intentional lyrics that take people places, to take people emotionally where they need to go in every part of the song. The second verse should not be the second string verse. So besides lyrically, we need to deliver melodically. So you want a good verse melody, obviously. You know, you want a good melody everywhere. But you can't let the chorus be a disappointment. And this is not me saying you, you need to lower the, the verse melody quality just so the chorus isn't a disappointment. This is me saying you better write a great verse and then make an even better chorus. Or it doesn't even have to be better, per se. It just can't be disappointing. Because the job of a verse and a chorus are often very different. You know, the verse usually gives you a little more leeway lyrically to sort of explore different concepts. There's usually more words. It's more wordy. It's usually more where the storytelling is. And then the big, the big theme, the big, the big idea is usually what's in the chorus. It usually has fewer lyrics. Um, so better is not necessarily what we're looking for because that's, you know, who's to say. But it can't be a disappointment. It can't be something where people are like, oh, I kind of like this song until it gets to the chorus. You don't want the chorus to be the point that people are like, eh, no, no, the chorus should be like, oh, yeah, I really like this song now. And, you know, there's, there's many ways to make sure the chorus can't be a disappointment. A common way, and certainly one of my ways, is using a higher vocal range. It just sort of adds that extra energy. It adds that extra oomph to your song. You know, if your verse was a little more intimate, you going into a higher vocal range for your chorus kind of gives it that extra emotive energy. And often a chorus will have longer held notes. Now, part of that's because uh, the chorus, of course, also has fewer lyrics. Um, so it allows you to sort of hold notes at different lyrical points for longer. And part of that is it sort of helps to have less to remember and helps with that. You know, sort of like the higher vocal range thing. Higher belted, longer held notes are extremely emotive and, and usually memorable. And, you know, large leaps in the melody and catchy hooks can all be different things to assist you to make sure that you're still delivering melodically and your chorus isn't a disappointment. 
And an, another place that I think the melody can sometimes suffer is the bridge. The bridge is another common lazy point. Uh, not as common as the second verse, but it's pretty easy to kind of be like, oh, I need a bridge because I can't just, you know, do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, chorus. Like, you know, I can't do that. So uh, I guess I'll throw together a bridge. But again, that shouldn't be your attitude, right? It's another opportunity. It's another opportunity to up the ante. It's another opportunity to not disappoint, but to pleasantly surprise. It's another opportunity to, you know, add to this song, to add meaning to this song to add ideas to this song and you know what maybe you thought your tattoo lyric or whatever was in the chorus but you could write a bridge where it's there it somehow gets even better in the bridge and again the idea here the idea of this entire podcast today is to deliver you just gotta deliver and you know that can look so many different ways I can't possibly in the time of this podcast give you all the the different ways that you know what deliver can mean you know not every melody in the chorus goes to a higher vocal range it's not always longer held notes and you know so those aren't rules of of how to deliver right like deliver is always going to mean something different the idea here is you just got to be really honest with yourself and, and if you are, I feel like you'll know, you'll know if, you know, you're like, oh, jamming along to this song or you're like really feeling the lyric of this song and then the chorus comes and you're like, yeah, okay. Or even if it's just a tad disappointing, it wasn't quite as good as you were expecting. Like that verse lead up really felt like it was building to something and then it was eh, good. It was good. And that's not something that you want. So another thing is to deliver in the music and the arrangement. Make sure you have that good hook, that memorable intro. And size changes is a huge thing here. You know, you don't generally, you don't want the intro to feel as big as the verse, which feels as big as the chorus which feels as big as the bridge, which feels as big as the outro or the final part or finale, as I call um, things that are basically like a bridge that comes at the end of the song. Um, It's more or less what it is. Um, You have to have change. You can't have a song be four minutes of all the same. And a way to do that is with these size changes. You know, maybe the verse starts small, the chorus explodes into something big, or maybe it just gets bigger. And then sometimes, you know, depending on where the the, first chorus went, maybe the second verse is even bigger than the chorus, or sometimes it goes back down. But it's not quite as small as the first verse. And then the second chorus is even bigger than the first chorus. Or maybe it's the same as the first chorus. But by this point, the first chorus is far back enough that it's okay if it's the same. Um... Or it's okay if it's a really subtle difference. And then maybe the bridge gets even bigger. And so there's so many ways to do this. And, you know, you don't have to follow the traditional, you know, chorus feels bigger than a verse. And, you know, the bridge feels 
big like the chorus sometimes and sometimes it's really small maybe it's the smallest part and sometimes you do bridge and then you do the smallest verse of all and then you explode back into the chorus. like those are all common things to do and there's a reason for that right like it it, it helps with the delivery it helps give you that big last chorus when you have that small last verse right before that final chorus but you don't have to do it that way you just have to make sure that again you're delivering it doesn't you know you can't have let's say that you do something where which this is another thing that's fairly commonly done i feel more so in the early 2000s but at the end of your song sort of having a a small finale that is just the your first lyric repeated or is just one final verse segment and it leaves you with a final lyric that's not that's not the chorus it's not leaving with you with the chorus it's not leaving you with just an instrumental outro but it gives you a final lyric that final lyric can't just be a random lyric it can't just be an okay lyric it has to be a great lyric And that's all a part of this whole, you got to deliver at every single point. So you can't make all the verses and the choruses the same. You should change up the verse arrangements. You know, the first verse shouldn't sound exactly like the second verse. What is the lyrical content of them? There should be a different tone there. There should be a different feel. You know, one should probably be feel larger than the other one one should you know there's so many different options you can even giving new parts and sounds to keep the listener interested is a huge part of this and i've mentioned this before but as far as arrangements go it's rule of thumb to give the listener like something new to interest them every four measures or so and um that sounds like a lot and it is but that's all a part of just keeping the interest you gotta keep fighting to keep the person's interest you can do that by adding a new part a new instrument a new instrument tone just changing the tone of your instrument adding parts removing parts you know which is a large part of the whole size concept you know a big chorus and a small verse and you know sometimes a verse will grow 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 up to the chorus or maybe you'll you know do do a part where there's a part of a verse where the instruments sort of fall out for a little bit or change up how they're being played and these are all just some things you can do to make sure that you're delivering in in every just just every part you can't you can't make people you can't make people feel disappointed at any given point so in conclusion i want to just quickly mention some of the main traps i think there are and one of them is that first lyric you need to have a really good first lyric um, and the best example I can think of, maybe not best, but the first example I could think of that came to my mind, um, for just a terrible opening lyric that just invalidates the whole rest of the song, even, even if the rest of the song was good, which in my opinion is not, 
But even if it was, it wouldn't matter because um, there's even videos making fun of this intro. Um, but it's Photograph by Nickelback, where he, especially in the music videos, hilarious, unintentionally, where he's holding a photograph and he says, look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Like, that's just, it's, it's so bad. Like, it's, it's just so, like, there's a reason there's, like, there's, there's videos out there of, look at this graph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. And they have, you know, they edited the video, so there's a graph in the picture frame. Like, it's just, it's just bad. And, you know, even if the rest of the song was good, which it isn't, but even if it was, I feel like I wouldn't care because they already, you just, you already lost me from that first line. So you got to deliver that, that, that first lyric. It's, it's, it's got to deliver. And then that first chorus, it's so common, um, for the chorus to feel disappointing. The worst is when you actually like the chorus even less than you like the verses. Um, that feels like the worst of the crimes. But sometimes you, even though it does feel like a, even that step up from the verses, sometimes it still feels disappointing. It just wasn't quite as good or memorable as you thought it was gonna be. And even that is just a huge trap and a huge tragedy that we don't want. And then the second verse, lyric, specifically. I mentioned this before, so I won't go too far into it, but just don't make that second verse be your second best verse. Make it just as good as the first verse, but different. And then a bridge. It's really common to feel, it's just, it seems like they just threw a bridge in there because they needed something to fill the space until that last chorus, so they didn't just repeat the chorus twice in a row, or four times in a row. And then, one that's maybe not thought of as often, but that the final chorus. Because sometimes you get to the final chorus and it really felt like it built so that you there's a, a feeling of conclusion. And, and it, everything feels right with that last chorus. But sometimes it feels like, ugh, I've heard this twice already. Which, one thing could be that if your chorus doesn't hold up the third time, like by time three people are already sick of it, maybe it's not that great of a chorus. But beyond that, sometimes it's just because of the arrangement. Maybe the bridge was really massive, and then by the time you get to that last chorus, it's like, eh, well, this is... Okay, fine. But you need to always... Make sure, and it's really common for that final chorus to add extra parts, to make an extra lead guitar part in there. It's just something to make it that much bigger, that much more exciting. Maybe a new hook. Maybe, you know, often there will be the main melody and then there will be an alternate melody in there sometimes. Um, and then depending on if the chord progressions are the same, sometimes it will be a verse lyric sung underneath the chorus lyric or the bridge lyric again over the chorus lyric because the bridge and the chorus use the same chord progression. There's so many ways to do this. Um, but definitely it, it, it can be a huge trap to make that third chorus just, you know, the third chorus instead of the ultimate chorus, you know, the final chorus. It's just the third one. Um, and, and, and there's a, a key thing to think about, I think, is... Don't make it a third chorus. Make it a final chorus. 
Um, and they may, might be the same thing, but the idea here is the third chorus feels like, yep, this is the third time I've heard this, whereas the final chorus clearly sounds even bigger and even better than the choruses that came before. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.